Well, it's a late night edition or early morning edition of the Boilers Extra podcast on this Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning after Purdue disposed of Illinois at Mackey Arena, 84-68. The ramifications of the game are pretty simple. Purdue is now in a first place tie with Illinois and Wisconsin atop the Big Ten Conference. And Purdue, like Illinois and Wisconsin, you know, control their own fate in the race. Uh, but I, I believe at this point, Purdue has the best shot of getting to the finish line uh, ahead of everybody else. Now, they got a quick turnaround Thursday at Michigan, a team they just played Saturday in what was a, a very close game, ended up six points, but it was a extremely close game throughout. You know, and then they got they still got to go on the road along with Michigan. You know, they got to go to Michigan State, Wisconsin at the end. Uh, they also they also have to go to Northwestern uh, next week. So this thing is far from over. Um, but I don't believe Purdue can get, could get to the end if they didn't win tonight because Illinois would have maintained the lead. They would, go, they would have gone up two games on Purdue, um, and it made it very, very difficult for Purdue to to get back in this race as far as the top spot is. You know, they'd be in the race, but as far as winning it, I think it would be very difficult. And that, that's why this game was – it probably meant more to Purdue, not that Illinois didn't come out and play hard. They did. I mean, my God, they, they were on fire early and had a nine-point lead, and – Purdue was turning the ball over left and right, uh, leading to the points for Illinois. I think the first three turnovers Purdue had led to eight points for Illinois. I think they started four for four from three point range, and you know they were they were clicking. And then, um, and, and th- this will get overlooked in this game uh, because of what happened in the second half. Um, but I tried to mention it in my. In the stuff that I wrote, because I, I thought it was really important, just the the contributions of Ethan Morton and Caleb First allowed Purdue to tread water. Uh, you know, those two guys helped Purdue get back even with Illinois, and then you know the main guys, you know the starters, uh, and the guys logging a lot of minutes came in and and, and took it from there. But, you know, Ethan Morton comes in and hits a three. Caleb Hurst hits a three. Uh, I think they have eight points in the first half. Uh, first should have had a couple other baskets. One tip in that didn't go in, which I was shocked. Uh, but they, they, those two guys, you know, as, as, uh, Jade Nivey and Sasha Stefanovic, I think were two for ten in the first half, 0 for five from three. Uh, those two guys, you know, kept Purdue in it. Uh, even though Purdue trailed by two at halftime, you know, they, they got it back. You know, they got out of the hole be, being by nine and allowed Purdue to get on a, um, you know, a 19-3 to run in the first half. You know, it's, it is somewhat amazing that Purdue outscored Illinois during one stretch, 19-3, to and um, and then trailed at halftime. Uh, so it's just kind of one of the, one of those games, and 
they trailed at halftime in part because they played, you know, the game should have been tied at halftime. Uh, the game, well, first of all, Purdue lost two points on the shot clock situation, which I'll, I'll complain about, uh, here in a little bit. But Andre Cabrella just torched Purdue in that first half with nine points, and then he goes coast to coast at the end to give him a two point lead, which was, it kind of sums up the way Purdue has played defense this year, uh, not very well. And that was a bit of a, uh, a buzzkill uh, for that first half when he goes coast to coast and scores and gives Illinois a, uh, a, a two-point lead. Uh, so that was uh, that was disheartening uh, for all the work that Purdue did to get back in the game and just to kind of let that uh, be the way you go into halftime. It had to be, you know, it was disappointing, disheartening, however, whatever word you want to use for it. But that, you know, that that's that 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 cannot happen. Uh, if you're Purdue. But fortunately for them, Eric Hunter shows up nine points in five minutes to start the second half. He was on fire. Uh, he, you know, he had the old NBA jam heat check going. Uh, and this is what seniors do when they're desperate. They make plays like that. And he was able to, you know, they ran some plays for him, but his steal uh, from, uh, I think it was Plummer. Uh, at the top of the key, and then his layup uh, off that steal just, you know, energized Mackey Arena even more, and um, it kind of put Purdue on its way, and then, as you saw, the Jaden Ivey show took over from there. Um, he took over the second half. Uh, he is playing at an All-American level right now. Uh you know, after this performance, why shouldn't he be Big Ten Player of the Year? Uh, I know we have a long way to go, and I know a lot of people have already kind of anointed Kofi Coburn Player of the Year, Johnny Davis Player of the Year, but you got to put Jaden Ivey in that discussion right now. Also, you got to put him in that discussion for First Team All-American based on what he's done here recently, how he's, I don't want to say changed his game, but allowed his game to to blossom more because of the approach that he's taking, uh, the patience that he's playing with, uh, you know, as Painter likes to say, you know, you're playing off two feet instead of one, uh, the way he gets his teammates involved, six assists again tonight, three in the second half, 26 points, 22 in the second half, nine to 12 shooting in the second half, uh, hit some threes tonight, I think he was... He was 10 of 17 overall, 2 of 5 from 3, so that made him 8 of of 12 from 2-point range, and I think he's 16 of 22 the last two games inside the arc. That's where he's making his his money, so to speak, (laughs) when the NBA draft comes around. He will will become a better 3-point shooter as as he matures and has as his game grows at the next level and he's a better three-point shooter this year than he was last year but right now the strength of Jaden Ivey against Big Ten teams is getting in that paint and doing his business and it's just as simple as that they're running some more ball off you know ball screens for him um you know Brad Underwood said well you know Matt Painter's just gotten smart and just giving the ball to Ivey and just let you know get out of the way uh which in part is a little bit true, but it's probably a little bit more sophisticated than that. 
but they're using ball screens to get him free, and he's doing he's doing what he does best. Uh, he keeps elevating his game. He keeps ele- elevating his stock for the NBA, um, and more importantly, he's he's leading this team to where it needs to be, and that is the top of the Big Ten standings, uh, and that's where they're at. Uh, and I think that's, in my opinion, uh, I think they're going to stay there. Now, they could very easily go to Michigan and lose on Thursday because you're coming off this emotional win. I think we saw the last time Purdue played Illinois in that double overtime game at you know over in Champaign, uh, and then Purdue came out a bit flat. Um, some of it had no. I mean, let me correct myself. I don't, I don't know if they came out flat at, at, at IU because they did jump out to, I think they were up 16-8, to eight, and they got Trace Jackson Davis in foul trouble. So to say they came out flat would be incorrect on my part. They eventually hurt themselves in that game with turnovers and missed free throws, and Ivy almost brought them back in the second half. You know, Robert Finnessy got hot and all that stuff. But, you know, as you look back on that stretch, from Monday to Thursday, I think that Illinois game took a lot out of Purdue, um, and they did. Obviously, they were not as sharp. So now that you're going on a day's rest and you're throwing travel involved in it, involved uh, in in the plan now, uh, so you you do have to be wary of just the emotional bounce back uh, coming off this game uh, and the excitement of it all. Uh, Granted, you'd much, much rather be going to Michigan with a win than a loss. Uh, but, you know, Purdue could, you know, this could be a game that Purdue loses because it's a quick turnaround from when she played Michigan. They're going to make adjustments. Purdue's going to make adjustments. Uh, so it's very interesting. But as, as I've said, this, this three-game stretch that Purdue is playing probably will define whether they win the Big Ten or not. And I thought if they got out of this stretch 3-0, uh, that that would set them up to win the Big Ten. Uh, they still have to get a win at Michigan to do that, but you know, you're two. You know, they're two and zero right now going to that stretch, and the way they're playing, the way Ivy's playing, the way that everybody really is playing, uh, you know, gives them a uh, an excellent opportunity to go up there. Michigan's very talented, as you know, and uh, you know they're going to have to keep Hunter Dickinson under control. They're going to have to, you know do a lot of things better defensively than they did in the first meeting on Saturday. But back to Tuesday, uh, you know, Ivy was terrific. He's spectacular. I mean, I don't know what else really to say about him. But, you know, the other keys were, you know, Eric Hunter's burst there to start the second half. Purdue, um, I'd like to say they defended a little bit better in the second half on the perimeter, but I can't really say that with full conviction 100% because there was one play and I can't remember who it was for Illinois was standing right by Illinois' bench on the outside the three point line and the and the ball went to him and nobody I mean nobody from Purdue even made a move to try to challenge his shot I mean he just missed a wide open three I mean, he just did. I mean, that's not defense. That's just a guy missing a, a three-pointer. But we've seen that throughout the year where teams are getting uh, great looks from three, and, and sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. But, you know, you can go back to the first half when uh, Plummer made at the end, at the end of the first half, he made like a, 
unbelievable shot from the corner. Uh, with, you know, and, and, and in that case, somebody did challenge it, but he still made the shot. And that's you know, just like Ivy make plays, makes plays. You know, these, you know, the teams that produce play, produce play they, they make plays too. And it's not all defense, but in that one instance I was talking about where the guy was just standing there wide open right in front of Brad Underwood, uh, that, that's, you know, the play at the end of the first half with Corbello, and then that play, oof, that makes former players who take a lot of pride in defense cringe uh, really bad because that's that's an unacceptable uh play for by Purdue standards but they got out of it I mean Illinois started really hot from three uh, but I think they finished 422 after going four for four um, you know they had some good looks it didn't go down uh, but you know Purdue started 05 from three and they needed some of their threes to go down and they started to go down uh, as I mentioned, Morton in first hit a, hit a three. Gillis hit a pair, uh, and then the second half, you know, uh, Purdue was was much much better uh, from the three point range. And they just they do have a really good offense. I mean, it's borderline great when you when you really look at it. And they're number one in offense as far as efficiency goes. When you look at the metrics, uh, they are they are extremely talented offensively. They have so many options that they they are going to be difficult to stop. I mean, as you know, that you know when they score seventy or more, they're twenty-one and zero. When they don't score seventy, they're zero and three, and that that's pretty simple. I, I have no idea if that stat is going to hold up the rest of the year. Um, but they've been, you know, the the first Illinois game, if you remember, I think. It was 68 all at the end of regulation, maybe 69, but neither team got to 70. So Purdue has played in some of these games, and they are probably going to have to at some point win a game in the 60s to, to, to see that they can because I think they you don't want to purposely do it, but I think they need to prove to themselves that they can if a, if a game gets like that. Obviously, you want to score 80 every game. Um, and I, you know, what and what team on the schedule coming up? Michigan obviously could score with Purdue, but when you start looking at Maryland and Northwestern, um, Rutgers, and then you get into Michigan State and Wisconsin, and then Indiana at the end, you know, how many of those teams are going to get to 80 points against Purdue? Can they get you know? Can they get 75 against Purdue? But is Purdue going to have 80 or 85? Um, and so the strength of this team is offense. It's been that way all year. This is who they are. This is who they're going to be. Uh, they have lapses on defense. You know, they just. I know I kind of repeat myself on these podcasts, but this is who they are. And you know, you can bitch and complain all you want about their defense. And they do, you know, and they need they, they need to be better. I get it, but this is a very very talented offensive team that can score in a lot of different ways, you know. And then when Eric Hunter gets nine points in five minutes, and Sasha, you know, Stefanovic starts hitting threes, and Gillis hits threes, and then when you get Ethan Morton 
and Kayla First contributed, they, they become unstoppable, uh, you know, especially in the Big Ten. Uh, there, are there teams out there outside of the Big Ten that can score with Purdue? Sure, Gonzaga's one, no question. Auburn can score. There's a lot of teams that could score a lot of points. Uh, but right now, I mean, Purdue, I think, is the gold standard in the country. You know, maybe maybe Gonzaga. Um, but if Gonzaga played the Big Ten schedule, would they score as much as they did as they do right now? I, you know, I don't know. They're very talented offensively, but Purdue is is proving how talented talented they are against probably the some of the best competition in in the country. And you know, the the two bigs tonight. I think they combined for twenty three and eleven, which good numbers, but not what we've been seeing from them. Um, so, you know, the, the offense is going to carry this team. Um, they're enjoyable to watch in that in that manner. Uh, but the bottom line is now Purdue is tied for the for the Big Ten lead uh, with Wisconsin and Illinois, and now it's it's kind of a sprint to the finish. You know, and uh, a lot of lot of big games left on the schedule for all the. All the teams, Michigan State's not completely out of it yet, but you don't like the way that they're playing right now to think that they could climb back into it and, uh, you know, beat one of these teams that, that, that is above them. You know, they're still, you know, very, very talented team, and, but they may be a little bit too young right now to go against the teams above them in the standings. You know, Wisconsin, is just doing what Wisconsin does all the time. And, you know, Illinois is going to still be a force. Illinois is, you know, people keep telling me, well, this was the second meeting of four between Purdue and Illinois. I'm like, oh, okay, so they're going to be the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament. Um, but Illinois, you know, Illinois is on its way to, I, I think, having a, uh, once they get whole again, and Trent Frazier went down tonight, but he came back, which was a good sign for them. But once they get whole again, and and they can have some games with their their entire roster, entire personnel, I think Illinois is going to position themselves uh, in the NCAA tournament to make a run. Now they they need to play a little bit better defense, um, and they need to be a little bit more consistent with their three point shooting. But that's a team. You know, right now Illinois probably uh, is a three seed in the NCAA. So if you're a one or a two and they show up in your bracket, you're probably not very happy because you got to deal with the big guy in the middle and you got to deal with all those perimeter shooters. And when they get locked in defensively, they're 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 very good. Yeah, remember Wisconsin and Indiana shot a combined six of thirty-seven from three-point range against Illinois in the last two games. Purdue goes 9 of 18, I think. But they, they go 9 of 15 after uh, after the slow start. So, But anyway, Illinois is going to be, you know, Purdue may see them again in the Big Ten tournament for sure. They may, you know, they see them in the NCAA tournament. It's probably a good sign for Purdue because that would be extremely deep uh, in the tournament. But a, a good night at Mackey, a loud night at Mackey. Um, it is, you know, it, it gets louder every time I go, and you try not to take it for granted what the environment is like. And 
what it means, but um, there are periods there where it just, I've never heard it louder. And that's a credit to the fans and a credit to the atmosphere and credit to, you know, everybody that, that puts on that show. But that, uh, you know, in a, in a way I feel blessed that I have the job I have to be able to experience that as much as I have. Uh, and tonight was one of those nights where you're just glad that you were in the, uh, you were in, you were in the arena because, um, it was a special night for Purdue, a special night for the fan base, a special night for a lot of reasons. Um, so, um, just, it was just a, a really good night for, for Purdue basketball to get the win the way that they did and push themselves up to, um, the top, uh, the top of the league with a chance now to, to, to finish it out o- over the next three weeks and, uh, uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see if that can happen. Um, it's going to be a tough road for them to do it. And as I said earlier, I mean, it's going to start, uh, uh, Thursday night, uh, in, uh, in Ann Arbor with that rematch against Michigan. Uh, it's unfortunate that, you know, Purdue didn't play Michigan, um, when it should have. Why in the hell is my garage door opener not opening? Come on. I got to sleep in my truck tonight? Or this morning? I should just go out for breakfast right now. Uh, so, anyway, they got to they got to go to Michigan on Thursday and you know clean some things up, which I you know I think they will. I think the Purdue will be will be ready. This is a mature team, a veteran team. Um, I think that uh, um, you know they're gonna they're get, they'll get themselves ready for 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 Thursday uh, at Michigan, uh, and if he, if they can get that one, I, I think that kind of puts them. Uh, in even a better position than what they're in right now, obviously with another win, another road win against a quality team, and uh, you know, and, and then you, you head into Sunday against Maryland uh, in a home game that uh, you feel like uh, you, you should win, and then they maybe can take a bit of a breath before <laughs> getting into the into the rest of the schedule. But overall, good night for Purdue. Good night for um, for for every. Everyone involved, a lot of contributions. This team is deep. It's it's its strength. It's getting contributions from a lot of different, a lot of different players, um, and uh, you know now they're they're in the position that they they probably need to be in. They think they should be in, and and they are right now. After that four and three start to the Big Ten, after losing to Indiana, you know I think that uh, um, you know they're in the position that they want to be in right now, and I I kind of see this team. Uh, seizing that that opportunity and and seeing this thing through. All right, well we appreciate you stopping by. Um, again, sorry for the rambling and my garage door not opening, so I'm gonna have to figure out another way. I do have keys. I can get in my house, so I'll be fine. But appreciate you stopping by. Uh, again, we'll uh, recap Thursday's Michigan game probably in the wee hours of Friday morning because of the nine o'clock start. Um, and uh, and again, questions, comments, uh, you can reach out to me and be more than happy to, to try to answer your questions and, uh, or comments and, or respond to your comments or however you want to do it. Anyway, thanks for stopping by and have a good day.